One of my favorite things about living in the 21st century <laughs> is the... That is a broad view. Uh-huh. I mean, this is new. One of my favorite things about living in this period of, uh, you know, a hundred years that uh, we're in the throes of now. It's new. Yeah. The, people didn't do this prior to the 21st century. Not that I'm aware of. Um, One of my favorite things about living in the 21st century is people trying to do gotchas on you using maps. People love maps now. Maps making a comeback, huh? Maps. <laughs> They're making a comeback. All old things are new again. Well, the, the, so like, let's talk about the history of maps. Okay. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I was hoping you'd bring this up today. Uh, no, I mean like, you know, like, Using maps in your political argument to win your political argument, that's got to be new, right? Like, people in 1930 weren't, like, arguing, and then, like, you would, you, you'd be arguing with someone, and then, like, someone was like, oh, yeah, you don't believe the Sykes-Picot Treaty was detrimental to the advancement of the uh, Western uh, Westphalian system or something, and then they would... Well, here you go, motherfucker, and they would slam a map down on the table. Here's here you go, here you go, son. Right to the tape. <laughs> like that, they didn't do that because I guess they had. I guess they hadn't really fully understood the power of a map. Yeah, cartographic owns were still in their infancy in that in that <laughs> era. So it seems to me that the cartographic own, like who really developed it. As far as I can tell, I was reading that Quinn Slobodian book, Globalists. The <laughs> <laughs> Globalists. Yeah. And it's about like the early, early, um, you know, like von Mises and Hayek, like the early neoliberal thinkers, right? Yeah. And one of their cartographic owns that they would use was they tried to visualize the world in Europe. Um, they tried to make a visual representation of like the tariff boundaries between each country. And so listen, fertile territory for an own. I uh, dude, seriously. If you're, like, if you're teeing one up, that's that's catnip. Yeah. If you can get someone on a gotcha on a tariff <laughs> dog. Next level. Yeah, victory. Prepare the victory dance. The victory <laughs> to the victor goes the spoil. Yeah, but like they they were trying to represent how divided Europe actually was because they had these massive tariff walls, and so they divided this three dimension. They devised this three dimensional map of Europe that had walls between each nation, and the higher the wall... Like one one of those ones that's like, it's you can actually feel the mountains and the ridges and everything. Feel the mountains and the ridges, but in this, there, there weren't mountains and ridges, like it wasn't a topographic map. The mountains and ridges you felt were the walls between nations that represented the tariffs between them. So if like... You know what's funny about this, just as a quick aside, the last time I had a cartographic dispute was on the morning of 9-11. <laughs> Me and Chad Kilgore were sitting. We were getting ready to go into the uh, Kentucky History Mobile, which was a uh, uh, sister to the Kentucky Book Mobile. Uh, is there any like relation to the? Is there any huh? relation to the Blood Mobile? Where they? I think so too. I think that's the third sibling of the <laughs> of that. 
line. And uh, we were kind of locked out of the tour because we were late. Uh-huh. So we knew about 9-11 before anybody did, really. Mm. We were out yeah. there, but like out there in the lobby of the, the bus, like before you go through the little walkthrough tour of the bus, yeah. was like a 3D map. And we were just, you know, talking about the uh, various Shawnee offenses against the Scots-Irish settlers at the time. And, <laughs> and uh, anyway, when we heard about 9-11, we were like, let us in. <laughs> we're under siege. Let us in. <laughs> you were like outside the city walls. I was, on man. 9-11. We were, on that, that very morning, 9-11. Yeah. Wow. So, anyway, banging to be uh, to let the gate down, right? Like the hordes of Scots Irish are coming over the. Did y'all think? Did y'all have a moment where you thought maybe the Scots Irish were behind nine eleven? Well, they're strictly speaking, they weren't. They weren't not. I mean, the bushes are Scots Irish, right? They recover like a Mountain Dew can, like a singed Mountain Dew can from the scene of the crime at the Pentagon. They're like, oh my god, there's my only one god. group of people that could have perpetrated this horrible crime. And we know who they are. <laughs> yes. Yes, they're the fair skins from the mountains. Uh, strictly speaking, though, if we want to talk about, uh, you know, Catholic conspiracies and all this stuff, Scots-Irish have had some undue influence over American public life. Have they? LBJ, Bill Clinton. Uh, Clinton? Insidious bunch we are. Yeah, that is true. Just like we've always been, even going back to being stooges for the crown. It's yeah. not a proud lineage uh-huh. by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know. And it also increases your chance of being a diabetic, but, uh, you know. <laughs> small price to pay for global domination. That's true. Anyway, sorry. Well, I, I'm, I noticed the cartographic own last night that made me, made me chuckle. Who uh, can I ask? I, I dare not say his name on this again, but it seems like Stancil will probably try to bring something like that back. Nah, dude, Stancil doesn't fuck with maps. He, like he's, he's more of a pie chart on guy. He's more of a pie chart on guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of the lowest That's form the, of own. I'm like a screenshot of an article own guy, which is not yeah. a good guy to be. You don't want to be that guy, but I'm that guy, unfortunately. You ever yeah, feel everybody's got their own your... vessel to put their fellow man down, you know? Yeah. Do you ever feel trapped by your Twitter persona? Like, I look at the things I post, and I'm like, fuck, I suck so bad, man. Like, why can't I be better? I don't like it. I wish I was anyone but me. I hate me. Buddy, let me tell you something. <laughs> feel that very acutely today. <laughs> um, I, A cartographic own I saw last night. Um... So this guy, Alan McLeod, posted a map that said, on the left, these are the countries that have just voted to condemn China over alleged human rights abuses against Muslims. On the right, these are the countries that recognize the state of Palestine. Well, let me, Um, just before we wade into these waters, does the crux of this own have something to do with the Uyghurs? uh, His own, yeah. But someone tried to own him with a map. That's the funny thing. So we've got a double reverse it's cartographic on. <laughs> it's a double, yeah. Holy shit. Why didn't you, tell, why didn't you call me when you saw that? <laughs> I was so stunned. I was speechless. 
you don't you know. see it very often, it, but when you do, it's always special. It's like a like a lunar eclipse. That's right. Or um, solar eclipse. Which one's the more rare? Solar, I guess. Solar eclipse, yes. Um. So this guy responded to him and said, I also have maps. And this, this is one of those, like, pro-Israeli accounts that, like, um, his banner Im- image literally looks like uh, a photo from Nazi Germany. Um, <laughs> it, his bio is tired returning IDF soldier. Uh, the, the account is at Aiden Haken 1. Anyways, he said, I also have maps. And he slammed down a map of his own. On the top it says, voted Zionism is racism. And it's like all the global south. And then on the bottom map it says human right violation score. And it's all of the countries that voted that Zionism is racism. And I just love that because human right violation score. <laughs> like, what, what is the metric there? Like, how... It's it's like it's like echoes of um, who was it the other day that was saying for every thirty minutes a kid spends on TikTok they become seventeen percent more anti-Semitic. <laughs> that was Nikki Haley, yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, how do you quantify that? <laughs> uh-huh. Dog, what is your human right violation score? I want to know mine as an individual. Like, what is my human right violation score? I wonder. Is it in the red, in the yellow? The orange? Yeah, I guess the one upshot to live in the 21st century is, you know, it's only so many opportunities a individual with no power can commit human rights violations. I guess if you're, uh, like, an unabashed <laughs> racist or... Well, if you're, like... You know, or I, Marky Mark, you know, and... Yeah. What's blinded a Vietnamese man? I'd say he probably lost some points for that one. I have things I regret, like... I feel like teenagers commit a lot of human rights violations. Like when I was a kid, me and two of my friends, um, my friend's neighbor was this older woman. She was probably middle age and she was like an incorrigible asshole. Like she was always screaming at us to quiet down. Like we would be playing in the backyard or like shooting each other with paintball guns and she would tattle on us. And, uh, and so we, one day we were like, man, fuck this. We're going to get You know back. what? I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. I, I did the Voltaire thing, and I examined who stood on my neck, who my oppressor was, and I decided it's this lady. And so... <laughs> and the conclusion I came to was this lady. Uh-huh. And so we, we got a styrofoam cup, and we all three of us peed in the styrofoam cup and put it on our porch in front of the screen door and then rung the doorbell and ran away. And she opened the door and it knocked the cup over and pee just went all over her porch. And dribbled a little piss on her porch, huh? Yeah, and I remember and I to this day just remember watching her across the street, like the sunken feeling in her face, just like, God damn it. And and I feel awful about that to this day. Like and even she though, obviously even all the even after all the abuse she put you through. Even after all the abuse, yeah. I feel I didn't didn't make me feel good. I didn't feel like there was any revenge and she and then of course she tattled on us she told and we all got in trouble and we had to go and apologize to her <laughs> i'm asking you a question she have a like a wooden porch you just kind of soaked into or was it towel or it was concrete i mean this is new mexico with you know oh, okay yeah. concrete porch 
Uh, what's she bitching about? I mean, she's it, gonna it, soak in. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? It's a human rights violation, though, man. People people have the right to not have to get peed on their porch, and so I committed a human. I'm saying my score is not zero. I'm not blameless. Not not yeah. Well, none of us are without spot and blemish. But what I am saying is, in the grand scheme of things, it's uh, doesn't really chart. Yeah, I guess you're right. What else well, you got for me? Um, in terms of my own human rights violations. Yeah, let's keep going here. <laughs> All the times I've hurt people and like. Well, well, we don't have to get into. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go back to the maps. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something though. <clears throat> That's not a true cartographic own, in my opinion. Okay. What the guy's doing. That's actually a pie chart on masquerading as a cartographic on. Oh, okay. You know, because all he's doing is putting up some shapes of countries and saying, oh, look how they look. Look, they need to look in their own cupboard before they come uh-huh. uh, judging my slaughter of 20,000 innocents. Right. And uh, in that regard, it seems that, uh, you know, it's not a true cartographic on now. I tell you, somebody that I would fear in a contest of wills played out over a map is somebody like Twos. Oh, dude, don't do not fuck with the Twos when it comes to charts, graphs, maps. Get you no. a man that can do all all of the above. That's yeah. Adam Twos. Yeah, yeah. You do not want to fucking find yourself in a back alley, like you you you're in a back alley and you've like. You're a common petty theft, and you have cornered a poor defenseless uh, woman as she's come out of the theater, and you're flashing various pie graphs and charts in front of her face, and you're saying, look, it's a vibe session. Look, you're, you're actually not as bad off as you think economically. Look, you have more money than you've ever had. And then you hear a step at the end of the alley, and you're like, Oh my. And you hear some papers ruffling, or what you think are papers, <laughs> but in fact, it's just one big paper, one big sheet. Like you, you don't even turn around, and you see. You say, "My God, I already know who it is." You don't even turn around, and a, a roll of paper hits your shoe, <laughs> and you turn, you, know. you turn around, and it you it's connected all the way to the end of the alley. <laughs> <laughs> You don't even turn around and you just say under your breath, twos. He's just holding the end of a 30-foot long piece of paper, just full of fucking pie charts and crafts. And he just says to you, I just noticed some uh, inconsistencies and some things you were saying here. No, 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 I didn't mean it. I didn't. I, I was just I was just trying to show her it's it's, it's the vibe session. I was, just try, I was just trying to tell her that yeah I'm paying seven dollars for a tub oatmeal right now, but it, it's not that it's that doesn't bear out the economic reality. <laughs> and he starts cracking his knuckles and going to work on you, and then you just know. Oh man, oh man, you know how, like in the cartoons, like if you're if you die in the cartoons, like there's X's over your eyes. If, <laughs> yeah. if you get twosed, there's pie charts over your eyes. It's just four hours later, you're just sitting there staring off into the distance, just charted <laughs> over. Yeah, like 
they look at him. He's got the thousand yard stare. His, and you know, you're just, your eyes are just vacant, and all you see is, if you look at him, it's just pie charts and graphs. I said, my God, he's been toozed. He's been, oh my God. Quick, get him the antidote. And they said, no, it's been longer than 24 hours. It's no good now. Uh huh. He's just going to be this way forever. <laughs> actually talk about some serious things so like just picking up where we left off on the patreon on sunday or monday i'm sorry um uh, first of all i wanted to read you this hard-hitting story in the new york times it's you know it's it's crazy right like i've tried to like every day right i wake up and i read two newspapers uh and by that i mean i bootleg I bootleg them shits. I'm not paying for that. However, I have a very sophisticated system for bootlegging them. If you ask me how to do it, I don't even remember how I got here in the first place. Like you figured I, out something other than just going over the paywall. I think <laughs> you've gone. You go through it. I go through it. I apparate. You go under or you tunnel under. <laughs> yes. Like I do. Like um, a Scotty beam me up thing. And I'm transported to teleport the other over. Side. Yeah, teleport over the paywall. I see. I I like walk up to the paywall and stick two fingers to the side of my head, and stick a fing- two fingers on the paywall, and I can read what's on the other side. Ah, uh, okay. You're a seer. I'm a seer. You're what's referred to as a soothsayer. <laughs> what was prophesied in the scriptures as a seer. Okay. Um, and so like. As a result, you get you get kind of insight into the editorial choices and the, the, the editorial voice of these two newspapers. And so, like, I have to say, generally speaking, it seems like the Washington Post employs more morons on their opinion page. Because I don't know if you can do... This is like fucking Hugh Hewitt. And that Josh Rogan guy, is that his name? I mean, like, there's some fucking great A morons on the, on there. But, like, the thing is, is they're not morons in an interesting and compelling way like the New York Times. Or or me, for example. Or you. <laughs> yes. Have you been published in the Washington Post opinion page? Not recently. Not recently. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, but, like, you can also see, like, the differences in their, the, the things that they choose to uh, cover. So, for example, today, the front page of the Washington Post has at the top of it, the very first story at the top of it um, is about the photos and images of the Gazans who were stripped and humiliated and marched through the streets, which you would expect a respectable paper to cover 
a story like that. Um, seems newsworthy. Seems newsworthy. Uh, the New York Times, however, if you go to their page, the very front, the very top story is, is Jerome Powell's Fed pulling off a soft landing? It's too soon to declare victory, but the economic outlook seems sunnier than it did a year ago. And many economists are predicting a surprising win. Oh, no. Uh, and then... they've the, the paper of record's been stenciled, too. Yeah, you can't even... Actually, like, you can't even... You have to go down to literally farther than half the page to get to Israel-Gaza news. Because after that, it's like um, the spending bill for the House. It's Putin making a statement about Ukraine. Um, which, okay, the only reason I point this out, okay, is because this week... There is a story that broke that I've not seen a single mainstream newspaper cover. Uh, I guess the Washington Post kind of hinted at it with its top story. But there was a story by Al Jazeera about the Shadia Abu Ghazala school in Gaza, where it looked as if women and children, students, were killed execution style by IDF soldiers. Now, like... I saw the video from this. It seemed pretty legit. I've not seen a single news report of it in the United States or any mention of it. And it's, um, I don't know, I think it's just kind of telling. What you will see on the front page of the New York Times, this story, pro-China YouTube network used AI to malign U.S. <laughs> report finds. Um do you want to take a guess as to what the maligning, the basis of the maligning would be? By the way, these are just YouTube users. They're not even like the Chinese government. They're just YouTube users. The basis of the maligning? What's the basis of the maligning? I couldn't even hazard a guess. Uh, let me just read you from the front first paragraph. In a faintly stilted tone and with slightly awkward grammar, the American-accented voice on YouTube last month ridiculed Washington's handling of the war between Israel and Hamas, claiming that the United States was unable to play its role as a mediator and now finds itself in a position of significant isolation. It goes on to say that the campaign's goal was clear, to influence global opinion in favor of China and against the United States. It's like... Okay. It's like, okay. First of all... How how do they... Every affront to the United States is not a vote for China or Russia. <laughs> that's so weird. Like, that seems like such a reach. Um, well, I think it's like, even more fundamentally, it's like, if you facilitate the genocide of 20,000 people, and then not only that, but like, go out there every week with like, vacant black eyes and... Wearing dog tags of IDF soldiers, like John Kirby did. Psychotic behavior. You forfeited your right to get mad over anyone saying you can't mediate this conflict. Because you've chosen your fucking side. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. It's really an astonishing thing. Oh, that like oh everybody's everybody's a fake friend because they won't let me kill who I want to with impunity. Yeah, like the UN Security Council, like making, taking that vote, right? And the entire mm-hmm. world voting unanimously 
to call for a ceasefire and then like obviously the u.s and israel vetoing it just like that's it's 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 the kids that must be wrong right (laughs) you know man it is it is truly wild like you know just to sort of like just to sort of like reiterate like that story right about the school like the massacre at that school um which i take to be true uh because of what i you know the videos and the photos and stuff that i saw from it but also just like you can easily see an army an army that like strips and detains people and then marches them through the streets that just like bombs indiscriminately blah 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 i don't have to like add any more qualifiers to this you can easily see them doing something like that an army that is obsessed with palestinian birth rates you know what i'm saying like you can mm-hmm. easily see them doing this and so i guess where i'm go- going with this is like something that i've found fascinating is the almost kind of like asymmetry or no no no, not asymmetry the almost like symmetry of this whole thing yeah. that like all the things that they said happened on october 7th which again i have no proof of any of that really except for the videos that have come out of like Hamas fighters wearing GoPros and stuff like that um it seems like I mean I don't know dude I saw a story what was that story I saw like just yesterday about how like Israeli media was forced to take down an account from someone who was at the rave um because they said that they visibly witnessed IDF you know killing people there yeah uh I guess, anyways, all the accusations and all the racist propaganda you saw about October 7th, obviously the the thing you hear is like every accusation is a confession, but it is also true, it feels like that every accusation is like a promise of what they will eventually carry out. Right. So, yeah. so they talk about like beheaded babies, but then they go into a school and execute children. I mean, this is a very heavy subject. I'm sorry to like we, you know, kind of did whiplash here. We were talking and laughing a second ago, and then we go to talk about this. However, like, I guess the the point I'm trying to make is just that like, it's 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 really wild to see that kind of like sim- symmetry. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Uh, and what's also crazy to me in that Washington Post story we were just talking about. Um, they were talking about those images of the Gazans who were stripped and humili- humiliated. Like, something that's kind of been lost in all this is, like, the IDF is, are the ones publishing those photos. They're the ones releasing those photos. All right, yeah. It's it's literally meant as propaganda to, like, feed the bloodlust in Israel. All right. Um, which is a very, I don't know, is also a very astonishing thing because, like, even in America... Like, they kept that stuff pretty under wraps. Like, Abu Ghraib was a huge scandal in America. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it was treated like... Yeah, like, those photos are, just, well, you know, maybe not so much anymore because we've been kind of desensitized to a lot of it through this and other things. But, like, yeah, it was the one of the one things that had Obama on his back heel saying, yeah, we, we, we tortured some folks. Right, right. <laughs> you know, that famous line. right. And it's still shocking to the, you know, uh, to see just like sort of the depths of the depravity. And also, uh, Ron DeSantis was there, not <laughs> to right. no surprise. Uh, uh, and to, to see probably the most depressing condition of our time is to see 
like true evildoers ascending to high heights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's just a um, you know, I'm not trying to like let Americans off the hook, obviously, because like Americans were also bloodthirsty and like you know, yeah, yeah. after nine eleven. Yeah, um, you, it's like they throw these pep rallies, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think about that, too, like the way that like a lot of us sort of came into our politics during the Iraq war time. Like, what would that have been like if we would have lived in this time where we do now, whereas there's this free flow of information so much so that you just kind of get bogged down in what's real and what's not real and what's, you know, mm. whatever. Uh, what would the Iraq War would have looked like in the age of, you know, Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and so forth? Well, it's interesting. I guess we did get Twitter at the tail end of it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, but but like I, I, you know, the thing is, is um, you're right. So much of how we received news and images of that war was through pre-selected like credentialed channels uh cnn msnbc fox news etc yeah um whereas you know like with this you know and, and that's the kind of thing that's i feel like almost maybe jarring for americans like that israel is not only releasing these photos which are war crimes, by the way. It is literally yeah. against the Geneva Conventions to like humiliate a pop- population like that, uh, parade them around for media. It's it's wild, and I think it's kind of like hard for a lot of Americans to fathom that that is um, that those images aren't attached to any shameful feelings, right? Like mm-hmm. th- that, like. I guess what I'm saying is that when I first saw those images, they were almost presented like, oh, my God, this is what Israel is doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like, look at their latest crime. But I didn't realize that Israel itself was boasting of this crime. That's right. And that's and that that was the thing. Like, there was a a video of the Sky News guy questioning that State Department or the Defense Department spokesman, Mark Miller or whatever his name is, about those images. And. You know, he was like, well, they're deeply disturbing, but, like, we've got no evidence that Israel did it. I mean, it's like, literally, there's <laughs> IDF soldiers. And, I mean, well, well, you think all these guys just stripped down and went and had a powwow in the middle, I, of, they're in oh, the middle of the fucking destroyed neighborhoods? Dude, the, the uh, most insane part of that was that um, Israeli ambassador, I can't remember his fucking name now. He was the one that Jake Tapper was grilling... We, I included it in, and as one of the audio clips on the pre-episode last week, but he was like, oh, they got hot. It gets hot in the Middle East. Just, like, laughing in our fucking faces. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, just taunting and laughing in our fucking faces. Uh, but, like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, it is a crazy thing. And then, like, you know, there's the photo of, John Kirby wearing the IDF dog tags and you know we had mentioned it on the Patreon but like I feel like at every step like we are being told like Israelis are your fellow countrymen like no they they are your fellow citizens like they're your fellow countrymen yeah that's fucking like when they didn't even do that with Ukraine they did it symbolically they were like oh here's the flag and I'm helping and we're gonna do the th- stuff 
but they didn't do that like at a no it's like no you should let uh, now they're almost telling us to bolster the war effort we have to like uh you know put up idf soldiers let them eat our food and fuck our wives and everything else and like they're like a class above us and if you don't like that then you know tough titty you're right is this is this a violation of the third amendment like it's, it's got to be like a it should be like a digital violation of the third amendment like why am i being asked to quarter and and feed and house idf soldiers on my tl <laughs> yeah digitally <laughs> digitally like this this has got to be because we ob- obviously you know like we're all the time looking for ways to like uh find violations of the third amendment this has got to be one of them oh my god so it's so bad dude it's like it's almost like um yeah i, I just yeah it's it's hard it's no it's not hard to make sense of but it's like it's like they want to like engender like they're like purposely trying to engender they're either trying to break our brain or engender like hate that they yeah. can later use to bolster their like justify their existence or whatever right you know, and it's like, I think part of it is like, you know, not falling prey to that, you know what I mean? And sort of, you know, keeping the line and, and, and holding the faith and all this stuff about the Palestinian cause. But one of the hardest things is, is feeling powerless to do anything in the face of just real evil. Yeah. Real evil. You know, I think. And, uh. That's the point of that kind of stuff, I feel like. Yeah, like the, do- the dog tags and stuff. It's like sheer brute force. It's like, we're not bending. Shut the fuck up. Like, get in line. Like, this is... Honestly, I, I think that at a kind of more theoretical level, and I said this on Twitter as almost as a kind of bit, but, like, I think if you look at it... Like, if you interrogate the history of, like, racial ideology in this country, mm-hmm. is always it was always employed to resolve contradictions in American political economy. One of which mm-hmm. is the central con- one of the central contradictions of capitalism, which is that by bringing workers together under the same roof, you engender within them a sense of solidarity, which means that you potentially bring them together to take over the means of production. Like that's one yeah. of the central contradictions of capitalism, right? Yeah. And so, seeing that capital capitalists exploited racial ideologies and racial tensions to dr- to separate workers yeah. and like this was kind of the undergirding philosophy of like the fordist system in the mid-20th century right yeah uh so much so that like as we've said before there was even a civil rights movement in the 30s and 40s but it was deferred so that we could erect this family fordist you know this Fortis family system of the little nuclear families uh, predicated on care labor from stay-at-home wives and service labor from uh, African-American men and women and that like you defer that to the 60s and 70s and then it all kind of starts to unravel right but like it it makes me wonder if like because what we replaced that with what we've replaced Fordism with was neoliberalism Obviously, yeah. we've known neoliberalism to be exhausted for a while. Like, ideologically, it's just done. Like, we've run right. hard up against the, its capacities. But there's nothing to replace it. There's no political vision. 
Bernie tried to like revive an older kind of Fordism and replace it with that, but that didn't work. And uh, so like having seen that there's nothing left in the tank there, because obviously it seems like the future is like more revanchism, nationalism, like right wing chauvinism. Yeah. Uh, what the libs are going with is like, well, we'll just, what we will do is we'll try to incorporate another nation into our body politic, not legally, not like formally, but like just kind of abstractly. Yeah. And in doing that, we'll sort of reinvigorate all of these older racial ideologies. Uh, because, you know, you can run you can run things off of that for a short short time, right? Like that's that has worked for capitalists and, and social planners in the past. But it's also emboldening emboldening, like like you said, some of those revanchist forces that like believe like protocols of the elders of Zion type. Yeah. Like conspiracies about, you know, Jewish supremacy and stuff like that. One hundred percent. It's so like you can see how like if you can't rightly see and divide what's going on here, how some fucking uh, nut in a militia in Michigan sees this as like one of those dual loyalty trope type things. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like doubly dangerous in that same way. And dude, that, in that is, sense does absolutely put Jewish lives at risk. That is so true. You know, you're right. It, it revives these older neuroses and fears of. Uh, it plays on these older neuroses and fears that like have you know racist ideologies behind them and then winds up reinforcing them as a yeah. way to kind of like just keep things moving and going for a little bit longer and it's like it you know it it was best exemplified in that statement biden made about um what did he say like if there was no Israel, there would be no safe place on the planet for Jews. Dude, his, I want to tell you something. His constantly reparating that line is so disgusting and dark to me. Dude, it, yeah. So disgusting and dark. It's like, Joe, well, let me ask you a question. Have we interrogated why Squirrel Hill happened? Mm-hmm. And we interrogated like some of these like real world examples on our own turf of like anti Semitic violence and other things like, like, <laughs> it, 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 I don't know. It's just like, it's almost like they want that stuff to happen so they can bolster the Israeli project, dude. It, I mean, it it is. You, you sit back as a Marxist, right? You sit back and like you look at this stuff and i know we've remarked on it from from for 2 months now but just the resounding almost kind of like mirroring of past tragedies and past uh ideologies how they're reformulated in this new way and it's like the thing that we were we've always that we've operated on for a while right is that like oh U.S. social relations are almost kind of like hyper-normalized. It's almost like a hyper-realism. It's like the decay in in the fall of the Soviet Union, right? Where it's like the ideology has been sucked out of everything and people are so beaten down materially that they can't really even imagine anything else. However, if, if one day it's giving fall of Soviet Union, hearing him say that was very much giving fall of Tsarist Russia. Because it's just like... This is like, yeah, what stage of SARS decline are you in, like, when your leader is constantly trying to, like, incite pogroms? Like, that's yeah. late SARS shit. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's so it's we're past the point of no return here. You know yeah, like, what I mean? how, how else do you interpret that? That I mean, you literally. I don't see how any like I think Ashley Feinberg had like a tweet that was like, "What exactly are you planning to do to me, buddy?" It's like that's exactly it. It's like, how, what are you supposed to think when you hear something like that? Like, holy shit, are you are you gearing up to throw me under the bus? Like, what the fuck? I don't were it, were it not and him the way he tees it up were it not for Israel right were it not for it's like got this sort of ecclesiastical sort of uh King James era English sort of rhythm to it you know what I mean like it which kind of adds to the sinister effect of it in a way yeah because it kind of gives it like a biblical proclamation type gravity yeah which is hard for a man whose brain is essentially syphilitic to, <laughs> to you know man it's so it's so weird it's weird it's like you know like somebody's style is immutable you know it's kind of why how like willem de kooning could still turn out de koonings even when he couldn't wipe his own ass and like <laughs> biden is kind of the same thing in reverse you know what uh-huh. i mean it's like the man doesn't know his wife from his sister, but like, or his father from a kibbutz. It's been 65 years since the deadliest day of the Jewish people since the Holocaust. 65 years. You know, after October 7th, my father, a father returned to his kibbutz to salvage what he could from his home. And what was left was the rubble and ruin. The home which hid. <laughs> Or for that matter, his uh, long dead father from, uh, you know, a guy that lived in a kibbutzim. But, but like, he still knows the game because that's just, like, kind of what's in him, you know? Yeah. And even though his faculties are rapidly declining before our eyes, like, he still, it's that innate style that he's come to cultivate over this, like, long career in politics that are making these sort of, but the fact that we know he's not there all right. the way sort of adds to like this sort of sinister quality to it that is, I don't know, it's just, it's that, that has been jarring to me to see just him keep repeating that. Just, and like on official White House stationery, like saying, you don't have to be a, a, you don't have to be Jewish to be Zionist. And like, I'm right. a proud Zionist, and that's just what it is. And it's almost like, to me now, like I had an abstract sort of idea about that because as we talked about, we were Christian Zionists, unbeknownst to us probably. We probably didn't think of it in those terms, but we were effectively as as young men. But like, I think I would rather him come out and say, yes, I'm part of a sex cult. <laughs> than, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. is that. It is a cult. Yeah. Essentially. Like a murderous cult. <laughs> a death cult. Well, it and it's like him putting it all so blatantly. Like, I guess there's there are several different kinds of fascism, right? There's like a nationalist fascism, a religious fascism, a, a, a racial fascism, which is what the Nazis were. I guess you could call like Italian, like under Mussolini, maybe more like nationalist fascism. But like, I guess in every sense, though, it is bourgeois democracy kind of like removing its mask and everything becomes extremely literal. Yeah. In that sense, it's like, it does feel very much like he is the mask on that decay that's happening globally. Like, I just keep thinking of that meme I keep seeing of, 
the it's got like <laughs> it's a very Appalachian meme now that I think about it. Like on it's like got a retaining pond, a retention pond. And the pond is Hamas. The dam is Israel. And underneath the dam is like Europe and the the West. Have you seen yeah. that meme going around? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. It's um like and it's you know, you I'm sure you've seen some variation of it though. In in many ways that that is literally the premise of of blue li- of the thin blue line. Yeah. Um but it 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 kind of gets at something which is that like yes, bourgeois liberal democracy is in decay. And as a result, you've got like Israel which is a Jewish ethno state aligning and making making alliances and um coordinating with various fascist forces uh in the west like when you've when you've got people like fucking like christopher rufo and like matt walsh and other and everybody like you know out there beating the drum for israel like pretty much makes it pretty clear like what this is about and who it's for right yeah and also too also too you can't discount sort of the christian fascist angle of this too which as we've said is predicated on the idea that Jewish people need to die in order to bring about the second return of Christ. That, also, like, I've been wrestling with this question. If it, like I know this is like very like just basic sort of religious nonsense ultimately, but like I've been thinking about the Jewishness of Christ. Uh huh. And like, what was it? Was he a Jewish cynic? Was he like? I, I'm not persuaded by that argument. But is Christianity like inherently anti-Semitic? Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what that, I mean? That's a good question because... Or is it just I, like, sort of like the eschatology, like sort of millenarian brand is obviously, no question, anti-Semitic. But, uh, you know, because like, you know, it's the same people that would say like, oh, uh, the Jews killed Christ or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? I've even yeah. seen people say that at, at pro-Palestine protests, which blew... You know, obviously you're going to have kooks at any right. sort of social justice kind of gathering. But there's like always like this guy that's around that's wearing like a, I don't know, he's wearing like a like some sort of hat that you would probably associate with with you know that part of the world, and he's a white guy, but he's like has this thing. It's like you know, it's like free Palestine, but also like kind of gets into like the Jews kill Christ kind of thing. And I'm just in my mind, I'm like, eh, not helping, but <laughs> you know, but. There is that sort of strain. I don't know. I've I've been thinking about that. Like, and what does the sort of scripture say about like the Jewish tradition that Christ per- took in? And it's probably obviously changed a lot as we've talked about. It's like two thousand years. A lot changes, <laughs> you know. Right. I, as far as I understand it, and I could be butchering this, but like Jesus and the disciples were considered Jewish dissidents, right? Yeah. Like the term Christian hadn't become a signifier to denote a split off from Judaism. I believe right. that... Well, that and, be- and, you know, obviously not in Christ's time either, you know. I believe that once Gentiles, and by that I mean, like, Greeks, citizens of Rome, the Roman Empire, once they started becoming Christians, that's... Once it left, uh, once it left, like... The Middle Semitic, East and kind of went a- to... You kind of went to Europe and Asia. Yeah, once and once didn't really stay in the Middle East. Right, once it stopped being a like critique of Judaism and like a breakaway of that, 
and started including these other populations, then you start getting the coalition of co, uh, coalescing of a actual Christian sect or an actual, you know, something that's entirely new and different on its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, Even though these guys, like, I mean, obviously the Apostle Paul wrote, you know, for for me to live as Christ and to die as game, but would they have considered themselves Christians, like in a codified sort of, well, like, did they see this as like, this is our religion now? Because that, that word religion is not really even used in the scripture except for one or two times, been both times with qualifiers in front of it. Yeah. But I'm just... Paul, Paul is emblematic of that conversion. He changed his name from a Jewish name, Saul... To, an, to like a Romanized name, like Paul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I don't I don't know if that's when the the actual transition occurred, but I'm assuming that by like the second century, you could probably easily say that like this is its own thing by that point. Yeah. To connect it back to your original point though, when you've got all all these people like Rufo and Matt Walsh and all these who believe in this Christian Zionist idea. Like, they see the dam, and they see Hamas up, you know, in Western civilization down below, and they and Ben Shapiro, and every, they use these terms like Judeo-Christian. Like, I guess that is kind of what I'm referring to. Like, the rise of that term Judeo-Christian is a relatively new one, maybe in the last 80 years, I think. Also, sort of the like, melding of the two. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like, and like I said, a kind of, like, absorption of the body politic also, of, uh, Islam conveniently left out of that schematic too. Right, even, even though, though they're all three Abrahamic faiths. It drives me nuts. Like that that tweet that was like, you know, had the Palestinian flag stick person kicking the, like, you know, where's your help? Got you know, kind of mocking Muslims or whatever. It's like, yeah, you literally worship the same God. It's the question is how you're reconciled back to Him is what the three right. Abrahamic faiths are bickering about or or split on the question right but not who the god is <laughs> right, right 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 <laughs> fucking yeah, idiots man they don't well, even the that's what that proves they don't serve god you know they don't <laughs> they serve man they, <laughs> they serve satan yes <laughs> but like i also though like i think the point you were gonna make and i think the point that i was driving at as well is that like that christian zionism thing the Judeo-Christian principle, the concept, it has an expiration date for one of the parties in there. Like, do you really think that, like, Rufo and Matt Walsh and, and everybody, like, once they've completed their project, are just going to, like, be okay with allowing Jews to be involved with it as well? Like, fuck no. That's why, like, I almost have started seeing, like, the late capitalist bourgeois order as a star, and, like, you know how stars die? You know, like, yeah. stars are these engines of, like, fusion and fission, I guess. Maybe they the burn two. off eventually, yeah. Yeah, like, once a star dies, the center caves in, and everything else starts getting sucked into it. Nothing comes out of that. It's only, it only draws inward. It's yeah. like, when you see that meme of the Israel holding up the thing, it's like, okay, um, once... Once this all kicks into motion, like the natural tendencies of like ethno supremacy and racial ideology and everything will eventually turn on the ones that they have 
erected to serve as that dam of the unwashed teeming masses. Right. By that I mean, eventually they'll fucking take Israel into a back alley and put two in the back of their head. It's yeah. like that's, and that's the really dark thing here, right? It's like yeah. this is a murderous, geno- murderous genocidal fascist regime that we're yeah. propping up. However, the minute that we get out of it what we want, we'll fucking take them out too. Right. And like the U.S. can put a sheen on it, like a veneer of like, oh well, we're still. Uh, you know, we we still hold to these like values and principles and liberal democratic norms, but like obviously those become even more facile and farcical. I mean, it's it's just like it's a joke at this point. Yeah. I mean, like look at the look again. Look at your guy. Like you know what I mean. Like not even just him. Like the dog tags around the fucking collar and just Are these never-ending stream of lanyard dicks and yeah, and like they. Sh- go out there and take bullets, you know, from actual journalists who have covered this yeah. thing for years and years, you know. And Kamala out there, like, burping up champagne bubbles and stuff, you know, in front of, like, audiences. It's like, there's nothing here. Mark my words. Kamala Harris will have, there will be, like, a 30-minute ABC Modern Family-esque sitcom <laughs> about Kamala <laughs> in the next 10 or 15 years. Uh-huh. Where it's like, where it's just, oh, she's so kooky and zanned out and wind out or something. like That would be like the crux of it, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're boy. right. I mean, uh, I think that's the thing. Like, I, it's so vapid. There's, there's just, it's so devoid of anything that, like, even, I feel like she's even leaned into, like, the Veep bit. Like, isn't it funny and quirky how I'm like Veep? Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. Because that's what it is. I mean, that's what. There's no governance. There is no trying to make things better. Right. There is. It's fundraising. Yeah. Well, you, you saw that, like that story that was going around. White House open to new border expulsion law, mandatory detention, and increased deportations in talks with Congress. For them to get their Ukraine funding. They're going to step up more deportations. There are more kids in cages at the borders. Even though I don't even think they have to do that. Like, I'm pretty sure that, like, the aid package Biden signed off on, like, a month ago included a fuck ton of funding for the border already. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know. Like, it's... We've stressed it over and over again. But, like, what we're talking here is the large you know, secular decline and decay of bourgeois democracy as a, I mean, dude, there's a, there's a op-ed in the New York times today from Charles blow. Remember that dude? Curtis blow. These are the breaks. (laughs) Yeah. Curtis blow is now an op-ed writer for the New York times. Oh, I do remember him. He did a couple of the beleaguered hillbilly stories during the, yeah. Trump country era. These are the breaks. My name is Charles Blow. <laughs> the economy is better than you really think. <laughs> uh, he, his, his op-ed this week, it's called, the, the title for it is America's Thirst for Authoritarianism. I mean, he's not all bad. He's just kind of your bog standard lib. Like, he's not... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not all bad, but like... Um, but he, he writes, around the world, authoritarianism is ascendant and democracy is in decline. A 2002 report from the International Institute for Democracy and Electoral Assistance 
That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I require electoral assistance, please. Um, <laughs> is that is that the hotline you call when you need a ride to the polls or something? <laughs> yeah. You sprain your ankle and you need a electoral assistance. Um, found that over the past six years, the number of countries moving toward authoritarianism is more than double the number moving toward democracy. And that nearly half of the 173 countries assessed were experiencing declines in at least one metric of democracy. No, no, not 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 metric declines. <laughs> the U.S. wasn't impervious to this trend. The report found that America was moderately back backsliding on its democracy. Fuck. We're a nation of backsliders. I we are a nation of backsliders. I've known this since forever. Uh I do think this is like documenting though a real phenomenon. Like yeah. yes, like all these metrics are dumb and like how do you even quantify something like this? It's very stupid. All right. But I do feel like everyone knows it deep down. Right? You know it. That like democracy as they've presented it and built it up is a sham. Right. And it kind of gets at what we were talking about last week on the show, which is that like we can't really think dialectically. Most of us haven't trained ourselves to think this way. However, if you start looking at the two-party system that way, uh, like, what you see is, I mean, there is the quote that's like, Americans love democracy so much, uh, or they love one-party rules so much they have two parties. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, like, I, and I think that that's it, but obviously, like, the two parties, like, show, they demonstrate such antithetical and rhetorical difference on things that it looks like they are separate and that like it is a choice between one of the two um however i mean this i don't mean this as like a, a cliche trite critique of the two-party system or like vote green party vote third party i don't mean any of that i mean like in a long-term secular marxist way like it seems clear to me that capitalist democracy tends toward this almost authoritarian type rule that disguises itself in a participatory process. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, there's and there's really no way out of it using that same participatory process. I mean, uh, I don't want to apply a universal and say that that's true all across the board at all instances. I just mean that, like... There is a very intricate and nonsensical system of checks and balances within the electoral system that makes sure that like there's a reason we always bitch about like the electoral college or any of these like sort of fail safes you know what i mean that we yeah. like kind of piss and moan about which is why the trump election was so kind of jarring yeah you know what i mean because there was the room for that right like well have we asked ourselves why there was room for trump but no room for bernie <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I, I think it's because... Like, Trump was acceptable, but Bernie was beyond the pale. <laughs> I think it's because, like, what Bernie represented has basically been tried. Uh, I mean, granted, uh, he was presenting a more social justice, a more just version of it, but what he was presenting was a kind of, like, post-New Deal welfare state Fordist system right yeah, yeah, yeah which is impossible to return to um and biden and them know it 
but and that's why so much of what they say is purely rhetorical. Well, it's not even rhetorical anymore. They have fully switched over to just berating and scolding and insulting everybody. Did you say brutal? It, it is. It is. It's it's sort of a fascism. Uh, it's like a nicer fascism in a way. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like if if they start, you know, people start causing too much trouble, they may level up. But like right now, like uh, at home, we can't be like pulling people out of their houses and shooting them in the head and stuff like that. No, you that, know, like that's a yeah. Little... They can't even do it properly. I mean. Mussolini famously said that, like, what is fascism but exactly what FDR is doing in America? Like, he... He said what now? He said, like, what is Italian fascism? I'm, I'm probably butchering the quote, but, like, what is Italian fascism if not exactly what FDR is doing in America? He was talking about the New Deal. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about, like, a corporatist compact between, like, labor and capital and, gu- and the state. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> And obviously, like the kind of like racist premises that the New Deal was built on, opened it for that, opened it up to that kind of co-optation and critique. Yeah. But <clears throat> Biden and them aren't even doing that. No. Like they're not even they're not even doing the corporatist, Fordist compact to keep everybody happy. They're just painting a photo pointing at it and saying if you don't agree with this you're fucking insane there was a tweet from jonathan chait today uh i ordered two filet mignons duck lorange baked alaska wolfgang puck coming to my house to prepare the meal plus a few kilos of cocaine to amp us up while we cooked my god it was not cheap i can see why voters are angry at biden it's just like basically like mocking Anybody, like that's the tone People they've feel all taken. The pinch right now, yeah, yeah. They've all taken this mocking tone, and like they're not going to let off of it. The closer right. we get to the election, I know. And what's so funny about it is well, it's not funny about it, but it's like, uh, like everybody's like punted on the idea of having a, a dignified life. We're talking about like bare necessities here. We're not talking about luxury items, but they're acting like every American's a brat that uh, yeah. doesn't get like, you know, Peking duck uh, three times a day, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm astonished. Like as a political strategy, dude, again, I don't really have any fucking, uh, I don't have a dog in this fight necessarily, other than my own life, my own fucking scalp. But like, it is astonishing that they, that is what they've chosen. Like, okay, instead of, like, trying to actually list, we're not even doing I hear you, I see you anymore. We're doing fuck you. That's the thing now. Fuck you. We're actually going to laugh at your misery and immiseration. That's so, that's so I, crazy. And then, and, the then and then you I, are, in turn, the person ushering in the, the era of fucking brutality and fascism. It, if exactly. You, if you point that out and refuse to play ball. Yep. That's exactly right. Like, they've even pinned that on us. Which is crazy to, like, you know, like, we, we, a lot of people, like, well, you know, in sort of this era, we throw around words like, like, victim blaming. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's kind of apt in this situation because, like, they have rigged it to if we lose, it's your fault. But if we are ascended and we're allowed to do what we do too, then you share in that culpability too. <laughs> Right, I, 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 Obama saying, "Well, we all have a little culpability." Right, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, why do I even fuck with you all <laughs> to begin with? 
Well, it is weird. I mean, everybody is chasing an illusion or a ghost of some kind. Like, I opened Compact Mag, my favorite. My fave. Favorite uh, publication. Yeah. And, like, the top story, the new green feudalism. And the whole thing is about, like, how, like, <laughs> green energy and, like, the just transition is turning us all into, like, feudal subjects. And it's like, dude, there's no just transition. There's, there's no green no. energy. The fucking... They hinted at it in the IRA bill, but like, that's not the same thing. When you've got like, yeah, and a week got, later, what happened at that summit with the guy, yeah, the one dude? It's like, oh, there's no evidence for climate change related to this. <laughs> yeah, like that's a it's a rich fucking thing coming out the same week as the, like the COP twenty eight climate talks, where like the number of oil and gas lobbyists has never been higher. There, you're out of your fucking mind. Like th- that's what kills me about these compact mag people. Like they they refuse to fucking deal with political economy as it is. Even they are mystified by the profit drive. Even yeah. they don't understand that. Like, what incentive does Exxon Mobil have to getting out of oil and gas production? None. None. They'll keep fucking doing it until we're all dead. That's the fucking drive to profit. <laughs> until until we are the fossil fuel. Until <laughs> we. <laughs> till they're digging up our bones. Our to bones <laughs> to burn for <laughs> to further imperil what's left of the planet. <laughs> there is no fucking green feudalism. Yeah. Like, wake the fuck up, man. You're right. They're turning us into fucking fossil fuel. That's the fucking feudalism. <laughs> They're trying to get us in the ground quicker to uh, bolster production. <laughs> I'm convinced. Every- <laughs> everyone's chasing their own ghost. Every- everyone who has like a neurosis or an anxiety of some kind, in this case, it's the anxiety, uh, again, once again, probably the specter of the left and like what uh, a communally owned ecosystem and biosphere would mean like that's terrifying to these selfish fucking ideologues and so like what what it manifests as is this like anxiety towards green feudalism oh my god like what we're gonna have a fucking like you think like uh van jones is gonna be like our king or something like in a a green feudal (laughs) system like who, who is the who would be the fucking monarch like bill mckibben or something Bill McKibben. Uh, you fucking go pay fealty to like your green king. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You fucking morons. Yeah. Jesus. There's not. There is no feudalism. I know. It, it. I know it. It's like, okay, like yes, capitalism in this like late stage of decline is reverting more and more to like rentier forms, which people right. associate with feudalism. However, that doesn't. I, everywhere I look, I still see the profit death drive everywhere. So, like, everywhere. yes, that's that's not feudalism. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. We're let's see. Hold on a second. I was trying to find something. Oh, man. Ah, shit! I can't find it. Anyway, you, can, you got time, bro? Go for it. I'll just read the green. The pursuit of the green agenda, accelerated under Biden, marks a new phase of feudalization. Nonprofits funded by green tinged oligarchs to push renewable energy raise four times the amount of funding spent by advocates for nuclear or fossil fuels. <laughs> okay. What the fuck are you talking about? Did they raise more money? They raise so more money than they're, Exxon they're, they're, they're saying that the green movement has raised more money than the oil and gas companies. <laughs> yeah. I like... It's just it's just a classic example of how these people think they're so clever. Like, he comes up with a new term he calls the clarity. 
uh, white collar workers who benefit from expanding government power, whom he calls the clerisy. Uh, for the clerisy, climate change yields psychic rewards as well as a new means of exerting power over citizens. As in the Middle Ages, when the church encouraged the belief that human sin was the root cause of our troubles, the green clerisy now preaches that humanity must atone for its crimes against nature by accepting a new regime of pervasive social control and diminished opportunity. I don't think that. I think that, like, the CEO of ExxonMobil should be drawn and quartered, but I don't yeah. think that, like, every human being on the planet should be drawn and quartered. No, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think this is the fundamental difference, right? Like, they want, they think that, yeah, our culpability is, oh, uh, we all deserve death because we were born into this world that's like, and we're leeching resources or whatever. Yeah. When really and truly the people that are, you know, benefiting off this is, is we just cut the serpent's head off and we'll just skip all the, they hate people. Yeah, well, they, they do, and they what they hate more than anything, what I'm starting to realize, right? It's like in the absence of like a state communist project, anti-communism looks a lot different. And it starts to look more and more like a neurosis rather than like a coordinated project of like institutions and like maneuverings around the globe. Right. And so when Marx wrote in the Communist Manifesto, like a specter is haunting Europe, and he was talking about the left and communism, all throughout the Communist Manifesto, there's all these like little mentions and no, no, uh uh, all these little like mentions of various state powers in Europe use employing red baiting. And it's interesting because like red baiting as a thing mostly went away in the nineties and two thousands. It is back full force now because there is a specter hanging over this. Yes. Is the left powerful? Does it, is it able to influ influence or exert any, uh, is it able to exert any influence or power over the mechanisms and levers of power? No. However, it is a specter in the way that Marx invoked it, right? Yeah. And so that's what's behind this shit. People yeah. people get scared because they're scared of the prospect of communization, communal property ownership, the abolition of private property. It's right. like that's what motivates the green feudal scare, man. Like <laughs> they 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 they're, they're gonna utilize this transition away from fossil fuels to like you know everything everything will be i won't be able to have my fucking three hundred thousand square foot man mcmansion with my uh two two thousand dollar air conditioning bill every month yeah made out of fucking uh pasteboard particle board you know strong <laughs> wind would fucking enact a lot of damage to it <laughs> um i don't know there's so much to unpack there but were you, were, did you find what you were looking for? No, no? I couldn't find it. As uh, the moment's gone, I was trying to find That's something right, that was dude. connected back to. My bad. I should have had it teed up. Don't beat yourself up, brother. Um. Well, um, I think that probably covers it for the day. We've thoroughly exercised all the all the demons we were planning to do today. Um, but I guess if you have anything else you would like to add. Anything you think of? Mm, no, you got. I got some speak your pieces here. <laughs> I did send you some speak your pieces. We can do them if you want. You want to do speak your piece? Do you want to get? Done, I mean, we haven't done it in a long time, and I just saw it in the newspaper today, and there was one that made me laugh a lot. So I, I wouldn't mean, mind taking the temperature, especially because this pie ball deer is really front and center on people's minds. 
the piebald what is it piebald deer it's a deer that it's spots are reversed <laughs> so like a normal deer will like have brown you know like be brown with a white undercarriage with the white spots uh-huh a piebald is white with the brown spots okay and he's and like so, a spe- that's a specter of its own it's like haunting people's imaginations well, or actual no. realities uh, a, a sheriff's deputy is accused of poaching one. Oh, in Letcher County? Yeah, yeah. So a deputy poached a piebald deer. Well, I I don't know that to be true or not, but a lot of people seem to think he he may have. <laughs> so we'll kick it off with this: Could Letcher County request the piebald deer recently taken by the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife be returned to our county? <laughs> I understand confiscated items are put up for auction from time to time, so it would be possible for this rare deer to be given to the Letcher County Extension Office or the Letcher County Public Library so that it can remain in our community. Wait, 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 wait. Where would they put it? In the library? <laughs> How, are they, wait, hold on a second. I'm confused. So if the, if the guy, whether he poached it or really shot it or whatever, like legitimately with a license. Oh, they're talking about deer, having, it, having it stuffed and put in the library. Well, I'm wondering, is there another one? Oh. Or are they talking, or they want to do this like rare deer like Lennon's tomb, you know? <laughs> A mausoleum to the, to to the, the rare deer. <laughs> uh, let's see. Would it be possible for this rare deer to be given to the Letcher County Extension Office or the Letcher County Public Library so that it can remain? Okay, I guess it, they're talking about the stuffed mm. deer. So they can okay. remain in our community. Maybe one day we will have a visitor center or a tourism building where it can be placed for many people to enjoy. Maybe. <laughs> I would like that. Dare to dream, let you can. Yeah. Let me tell you something that's a dad burn shame. If the politicians would just leave us alone, taking away our life. I'm talking about coal, yes. What God <laughs> gave us to make a living out of. Politicians are destroying our way of life. I remember what they said. Shut the coal plants down. They mm. have accomplished their goal, not to mention what AEP is getting away with. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Eastern Kentucky is being R-A-P-E-D. Oh, I'm nice. sure there are children in Eastern Kentucky that do need help, but I'm also sure that all across Kentucky there are kids that need the help, too. That one's kind of all over the place. It's like... Fuck environmentalists. Fuck AEP. Yeah. It's also very, like... Yeah, that person's chasing the ghost of the war on coal. Mm. Mountain Eagle. Calling me a fool. Don't make me a fool. Calling yourselves a newspaper. Don't make... Don't make... Okay. Mountain Eagle. (laughs) This is to the Mountain Eagle. Right. Calling me a fool. Don't make me a fool. And calling yourselves a newspaper. Don't make you a damn newspaper. The crow about the low employment, if you'll go up and check the Whitesburg jail and the graveyards, you'll see why you've got unemployment. There's nobody to work. The southern okay. border's got fentanyl and methamphetamines coming across it by the truckloads. Thousands of people dying in this country every single year. Editor's note. <clears throat> when did we call you a fool? <laughs> and when were we crowing about unemployment? Okay, that, okay. <laughs> Just to return to an earlier statement in that speaker piece. Was he implying that if you want to learn about unemployment, go to a graveyard? 
and count the headstones. You'll see. I think what he's saying is like the fentanyl. dead are unemployed. He's, the he's dead saying are like, un- yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, <laughs> de- deceased unemployment is nearing a hundred percent in Biden's America. <laughs> we gotta switch those numbers out, you know. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, not every dead person is unemployed, though, surprisingly. Tupac Shakur, gainfully employed. He is working hard. My man is still hustling beyond the grave. Hey, Frankenstein. I thought you were something of a tough guy. I tell you what, I watched a video of a guy who just handed you your ass and you didn't even try to swing a punch. <laughs> and he offered, you, he offered you to hold your fist out and you wouldn't. He splattered your damn nose all over your face, threw you on the ground, and whipped you like a red-headed stepchild. Well, I see now where your bloodline comes from. <laughs> I went to school with your daddy, and I saw the same thing done to him that got done to you. Frankenstein got the oil drained out of him. Thank you, Lord. Just a, a lineage of people getting their ass kicked. God damn. A lineage of pussies. Well, hey, I... I I shouldn't say that. Just because you get your ass kicked doesn't make you a pussy. No, no. no. I mean, just mean it just means you're bad at fighting. I am the, bad at fighting. The the thing is being able to pack an ass weapon. I I have been punched in the face. Okay, let me tell you, getting punched in the nose sucks so fucking bad. Yeah, but hey, makes you I'm mad. Makes you cry. It does make you cry involuntarily, like tears. Yeah, it's literally. And then the worst. Anger you've ever experienced in your life, and, and if you're like me, someone who wears glasses, your immediate first thought is, "Oh my God, are my glasses broke? Do I look like a, a fool?" <laughs> <clears throat> uh, okay, well here's uh, something. Here's somebody else also looking for the messianic third wave of ska. <laughs> Dude, this one fucking killed one of the me. Mo- one of the most underappreciated genres of music is ska. <laughs> It is very relaxing to listen to. Two of the greatest artists in music period include Hootie and the Blowfish and the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, neither, neither band I would consider uh, ska, but you know, one man's uh, you know alternative '90s radio is another man's ska. I need to know like what he thinks. It's very relaxing to listen to. <laughs> Like his signals got crossed somewhere. Like I think, he thinks, I, or maybe what he's saying is this: when that messianic next wave of ska comes, it won't even sound like ska. Oh, you're right. But it, it might sound like it might sound like nineties radio. Yeah. Yes, you're right. The next, you're right. The return. <clears throat> well, <laughs> folks, Thanksgiving's finally over, and I think I ate too much turkey. It's, it's December fourteenth. What are you talking about? <laughs> Now when people talk to me, all I can say is gobble, gobble, gobble. (laughs) They don't seem to understand what I'm saying. They give me a funny look. It's beginning to be a problem for me, all right? Gobble, gobble, gobble. Eh, You know, Mm. a little little untimely holiday humor coming at you. That's right. You got a joker here. You hypocrite. You think you're so superior to get behind and speak your piece. Ha, ha, ha. You need to grow up. (laughs) I'm calling about a certain restaurant. It's the nastiest damn place I've ever been, and it's way overpriced. Whoever the cook is needs to be fired. I've never been in a place that's nasty. The floors are disgusting. The waitresses are nasty. (laughs) It's nasty people. It's nasty. I'm tickled to death we've got our governor back for a second term. 
Now, if we can't elect some good Democrats to the state legislature, maybe we just need to get out there and <laughs> maybe we need to get rid of some of these crazy laws Republicans are passing. I thought they were going to say maybe we need to get out there and get rid of some of these Republicans. Oh, yeah. Well, he was inaugurated this week. Bashir was. Yeah, with Tyler Childers singing a song about West Virginia at the inauguration. What? Interesting choice. It is interesting. Uh, let's see what else we got. <clears throat> Pay go attention. The, I yeah, like go these down to kinds. the second. Below the fold. Pay attention. The weak and the powerful stay together until the day the powers get fired at the Battle of Armageddon. <laughs> the weak stay with them to the end, and neither one of them is going to get raptured out of here. Okay. I saw that one, and I scratched my head at that one for a long time. The weak and the powers stay together until the day the powers get fired at the Battle of Armageddon. The weak stay with them to the end, and neither one of the... What? Like, is that like, um... Maybe that's like a, uh... Maybe that is a critique of... Maybe that's... Maybe he's saying that's what fascism is. It's an alliance between the weak and the powerful. He's not going to do your homework for you, though. And he's not going to do your homework. Leave it just uh, (laughs) open interpretation enough to encourage you, you know. Right. It's not his job to educate you. So sit your mayo ass down. Um, racism's back, folks. It, that's, not, that's not part of the speak your piece. I'm just saying that based on just a cursory glance at this speak your piece, it seems like racism could be back in a big way. Okay. It is amazing how easy Democrats can refer to faith-believing people as so-called Christians for voting for Donald John Trump. When it was the Democrats that led us into the Civil War, World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, Vietnam War, and the Democrats also gave us Bull Connor, segregation, the Ku Klux Klan, and Jim Crow laws. And just look at us now with Joe Biden in charge. Wars and rumors of wars. Hmm. One disastrous policy after another. Rampant violence, inflation, wokeism, wokeism. division, hatred. I'll stop now because Speak Your Peace can't print everything that should be printed. Got an editor's note here. Let's what we got. Since the definition of wokeism is, quote, being alert to racial prejudice and discrimination, end quote, how do you place it on the same level of segregation the Ku Klux Klan and Jim Crow laws? A fair question. He got your ass. Fair question. Those liberals can sometimes. The editor got your ass. Hmm. Let's see. We'll do one or two more here. We got a glass pipe store over here at Colson, and they claim that down the road they've got the stuff to go in those glass pipes. <laughs> eh, man, Just reporting the news. Uh, <clears throat> there are many positive things happening in Jenkins for the future. Mm. However, there are several items that need immediate attention. This includes roads, drains, drugs, speeding... <laughs> Schools, garbage, jobs, <laughs> dogs, and chickens. <laughs> the chickens are out of control, chickens. The, uh, the, I mean, insane chicken problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> drugs need immediate attention. Boy, I'll say. <laughs> I need them immediately. <laughs> One item the city government, including the city attorney, needs to focus on is the dilapidated and falling down homes. This is not only a job for the mayor, but for the city council members as well. Don't just attend the city council meetings. Drive around Jenkins. List those properties that need to be improved or removed. 
If the people elected the council, why not do something? What? What? Be a real estate agent that doesn't get paid to do it? Let's do, let's be like a hybrid cop slash real estate agent. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's make Jenkins a place people want to live. They will certainly not want to live next to one of those blighted properties. And we thank you. Uh, oh, okay. Well, there you have it. Well, 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 let's one more, one more here. Okay, all right. Uh, just in case anybody's reading this, passing through Pike County, I just wanted everybody to know that gasoline's two seventy three in Pikeville, and we're paying three oh nine. Same brand, same station, different prices. Fucked up, dude. So, so fucked up. Go get your gasoline in Pikeville, I guess. All right. Well, we gotta go. It's uh, almost an hour and a half. So we appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Um, and we want to encourage you to please go pledge your support on the website called Patreon. I have received updates from those of you who were having problems with Patreon. Apparently, if you were having problems with Patreon, you need to update your payment method. (laughs) (laughs) That's apparently what people are saying. Um, but if you're still having problems with it, um... Go subscribe and see if you're having problems with it. Hey, there only, you go. Only one way to find out, folks. Only one way to find out is go subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon. And so then we can, can get like, to the bottom of this. We can get to the bottom of this problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's www.patreon.com slash Party. You'll find all the shit over there you need, including lots of content, content and context. Uh, so please... Please go subscribe, and please go tell a friend, and please go sign up a friend for Christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating. And um, I guess until we see you over on the Patreon this weekend, we'll see you next time. See you guys. Peace out. <laughs>